Peace, this is your host Krill of Out The Box. The following interview is part of our throwback series of Out The Box Talks. These are interviews that were done prior to the official season one and two of Out The Box Talks. Enjoy. Welcome to another edition of Out The Box Radio. I'm your host Krill. Hope everybody's enjoying our episodes and learning new things about the artists we've recently featured. Today, our special guest is an artist who's been making a name for himself for well over the last decade. Some of y'all may be familiar with him as the producer and MC of the Texas-based hip-hop group, The Strange Fruit Project. For all my beatheads out there, you guys may know of him through his production work with artists like Kanye West, Jay-Z, Beyonce, The Game, and many others. So without further ado, I'm happy to have on the line with me today, Grammy Award-winning producer, my homie, Symbolic One, better known as S1. Welcome to Out The Box. Yo, what's good, fam? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on the line with us today. I've been following your music and, and seeing all of the progress you've been making for quite some time now. So uh, I'm definitely happy to, be, to talk with you today. Man, I appreciate that. I appreciate you for having me. No doubt. Now, there's a whole lot that I want to talk to you about. But to kick things off, uh, just tell us uh, how the idea of uh, you having a career in music all began. Oh, man, it's a, uh, it's an incredible thing, man. I'm just so grateful to be able to, uh, you know, live my dream and to wake up every day and, you know, create. You know, that's, you know, from since I first you know, dove into learning and researching about producing and the art of production. You know, that's been one of my main goals is to be able to be able to, uh, um, you know, make a, a comfortable living and be able to still support my family and just to be able to do what I love to do. And I'm just so blessed to be in this position right now. No doubt, no doubt. And, uh, I, and I know it's it's well received from, from your followers and, and people who've been supporting you along the way um, throughout the years. Now, um, the Strange Fruit Project was the crew that I first, you know, became aware of you from. Uh, this was like back in 06 when The Healing came out. Um, and, you know, um, I, I want to say when I first heard the group, um, I immediately grasped to the music because uh, it had a very East Coast soulful hip hop vibe to it. But uh, when I found that when I found out that you guys were actually from Texas, I was a little surprised because I'd never heard of hip hop artists from from Texas sounding like that. Like I immediately thought of Little Brother, but you guys weren't <laughs> from North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? And I thought you might have been from Philly or Detroit, but. It, I just, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't resonate, you know. So I was always curious to know who were some of your uh, East Coast influences, and were there anybody else coming from Texas that sounded like y'all a, 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 as well? Well, um, you know, we we actually got that a lot because uh, a lot of people were surprised when they found out like where we were from. But uh, you know, I think that really us being from Texas really had a lot to do with it because because we were right lab in the middle we listen to everything and when i say we i'm talking about uh myself my cousin and uh, right. Smith, and also my own who's in the group as well mm -hmm. so we would always listen to everything we would listen to uh you know east coast stuff from um of course like Nas and the roots and, right. and uh you know of course big daddy kane and 
and um, you know just just all types of things. Uh, 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 man, it's 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 really the list is so long. But right. also from the West Coast, of course, listening to like Snoop and Dre, and then also from from the South where we were listening to like the Ghetto Boys and right and, UGK. Uh, UGK, yeah. So we had a we had that that uh, influence from each coast, uh, along with where we were uh, where we originated from. No doubt, no doubt. Um, we, you just mentioned the Ghetto Boys and UGK, and these are these are some prominent artists that come from Texas that a lot of people know about. But I'm curious to know, um, what were some other impactful artists that came from that region that people might not know about that you know helped to influence y'all too. Uh well well actually um actually we have a crew or we, we actually still do have a crew and all of us it was it was basically uh it consisted of like four four or five groups and also like some solo MCs as well and a couple producers other producers as well. But uh but we we really was keeping each other going because like in Texas uh, you Texas really has a lot of diversity. There's a there's a lot of of talented cats in in Texas doing their thing with you know doing real music and and doing some creative uh, concepts and themes within their music. I think it was just more so overshadowed by you know the type of music that only the radio played or the only the music that they pushed. Right. And only yeah. So so that kind of overshadowed a lot of the music. Say for instance that um, we were making Strange Fruit, and then also like our whole crew, like uh, Verbal Seed, a group called Verbal Seed, and and um, uh, Deloach, and and uh, Free Agents, and a whole a whole we had a whole bunch of cats that was making incredible music. But like I say, because of uh, what was considered accepted in coming from Texas, you know, it just didn't get a lot of shine. Right, right, right. Now. Um for a lot of people that for the people out there that may not know um because i i gotta figure that some some people that know about you from all the great production work you've been doing recently might not know your history so much with um with strange fruit i mean your die had die hard followers definitely know but uh just for people that don't know can you give us some little some insight on how the strange fruit project came together and uh you know what what were you you guys original vision for the group uh, yeah, um, actually started the group back in, um, I want to say 2001, around 2001, maybe 2002. Okay. Um, and really, it was just a thing. I remember, I remember all of us going to, um, uh, the OK Player Tour. Wow. And, okay. that, was, and that was in Dallas. And that was around what year that, was that time. What was that? What year was that? Oh man, I think it was like uh, 2000, something like that. Okay. I can't remember exactly, but it was around 2000, 2001. Okay. And I remember it was all of all the groups that we loved, and the roots played for each group. So it was incredible. I remember us leaving the show like, man, like this is what we supposed to be doing. Wow. So, um, so you know, after after that. You know, we had already already been making music together. Uh, me and my cousin, we had a group called Symbolic Element, and then my own, who was in the group, he was actually doing like his solo thing, but I was kind of overseeing his his thing as well. So when when me and Mitch would always have sessions, he would already 
always be in our sessions. Just, you know, even if he wasn't rhyming on anything, he would just be kind of sitting in the sessions, learning and absorbing certain things, uh, you know, picking up certain things. And, uh, you know, it came a situation where we had an extra 16 and he, he spit on it. And we loved it, and we kept recording, and we was like, "Hey, though, I lo- I, we loving this vibe. Uh, you know, let's let's form a group." So we we came up with the name, and we thought about it. And at the time, we actually had a female in the group uh, by the name of La Soul. She was like, a, it was the original Strange Fruit was actually four members. Wow. Okay. Uh, but on down the line, on down the line, she wanted to kind of do her own sort of thing, so it, it remained just us three. But uh, but yeah, we we put the group together, man, and we uh, we. We, we put out our own album back in 2003, 2004, mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. From Divine. Okay. And, um, and man, when we put that album out, the feedback was so great. We started getting calls from, like, Erica Badu hit me up. This was, like, before I even knew her. Like, she called me wow. one day and was like, Whoa, I got your your information from Questlove. You know, I, I you passed along this album. And, you know, y'all are, like, one of my favorite groups right now. And... And uh, Quest loved us, and, and it was just it was just crazy. So we was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, we gotta stay with this." So, you know, that was kind of the inspiration behind it all. Uh, and our whole, I hope really our whole theme with the group was just let's just make the type of music that we love making mm-hmm. and put it out. And that was just our whole thing. Like, let's just make music that that really inspires and and, and motivates and helps people. You know, just by maybe just our experience. And then musically, I always wanted to captivate a certain feeling as well. Right. Where when people heard the tracks, they got a certain feeling or a certain mood from the track. No doubt. You know, and then and then our experiences, we're spitting our our experiences on top of it. So it just kind of all just just kind of gelled really well. Right. And uh, and uh, you know everybody everybody really took notice to it, and we just kind of started progressing and and trying certain things and. And the name started to grow. We started to be able to tour like overseas and and within the states, and um, and it was just a it was just a great great time for for good music. Now, um, the the name Strange Fruit Project is is um, obviously from a, a Billie Holiday um, song. Um, what 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 was uh, your reasoning behind uh, why you chose to take such a, a, a an interesting title? Yeah, we we actually got the name, of course, from. Uh, the Billy Holiday song, and and it really like we had a couple of names. I can't even remember the other ones, but I remember uh, when we were trying to decide what name we were going to go with. Uh, we, we said the name had to really have a meaning. If we were going to do the type of music we wanted to do, the name really had to have a, a certain impact. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, once once my cousin actually came up with Strange Fruit, and. Uh, and, and and everything just kind of fit, you know, because that name kind of represents the struggle, and uh, you know that our people went through, and, right. and our music kind of represented that same thing. So we was like, "Yo, let's call it Strange Fruit," and we added Project on the end because uh, because of some legal things, we're just using Strange Fruit. Right. Okay. So so yeah, it, that's how that's how the name came about. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, this is actually a good time for us to actually play something from a, a Strange Fruit Project album. Uh, the, okay. the one that I first became familiar with was is The Healing. Uh, so, and, and you just spoke about Erica, too. So um, why don't we go into the song uh, Get Live featuring Erica Badu um, off of The Healing Project. So here it is, The Strange Fruit Project. Got the brother Symbolic One, better known as S1 Ooh. on the line. <laughs> 
without the box radio check it out get live feature erica badu strange fruit project welcome back to out the box radio i got my brother symbolic one s1 on the line with us yeah. today the song you just heard was get live featuring erica badu we were speaking about erica badu a little bit earlier in terms of uh how uh, you you know you came in uh, in connection with her so you guys didn't actually go back um you you actually from what you said you met her through Questlove um well it was by way of Questlove like he passed along our first CD that we put out to Erica and uh, I guess she started doing her research um on us okay and um and she I guess she got my information from I think that she got my information from Quest as well Okay. And uh, so she calls me out the blue one day, and we talked on the phone for like maybe an hour and a half about you know music, all types of music and artists, and 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 all types of things, and we just really gel. And uh, so we were, we were in the process of uh, recording the next album, um, and then we, and then uh, years, and we we really came in contact when we came. Me and Erica came in contact in the group. Okay. You know, we really started building that relationship because we would talk, you know, whether on Instant Messenger or whatever, like, uh, you know, every week, you know, we would talk. So when the, when the uh, situation came up, when we when we was working on the healing, uh, Erica had actually invited us over to her house and we were just in the studio vibing one day. And uh, we had a, a, a track and she liked it. And we was like, you know, we would love to have you on the album. And she was like, it's done. And uh, it was actually another track that we had, but because of the sample, we weren't able to like clear the sample. So, right. um, so my, my, uh, we, we were still looking for the right track to put Erica on. And and my man's ill mind producer, big up my man's ill mind. He sent us right. a beat over, and um, and that happened to be the track that we picked for the song. Right, right. Uh, you know, we loved it. Erica loved it, and we we uh, went over house, tracked it, and. And that was it. No doubt, no doubt. Now, um, since you've uh, had recent success as a producer, has uh, Erica been in contact with you? Like, ha has the relationship grown as a result um, of of? Yeah, not yeah. I, yeah. Actually, I actually talked to Erica quite a bit. We actually in a group together. Uh, what? Called the yeah, we're we're in a, a production group called the Cannabinoids. Oh, they, okay. They, yes, I'm familiar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and basically what that is, that's just a collective of, uh, it's a, uh, it's a collective of producers and DJs. It's like five producers and two DJs in Erica. And, uh, and yeah, we just, we make beats live on stage, like impromptu style. So, um, so yeah, we're in that group and we've been working on the album together. We actually all went out to Hawaii for a week uh to you know work on the album a little bit so uh so yeah I, i'm 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 definitely me and erica are definitely close now now s1 you know it's big dog status when you you actually going out to hawaii to make music <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, yeah it's pretty crazy huh <laughs> you know which which is what i want to talk to you about next is although i'm seeing the mixtapes and you're saying um I'm still underrated, and I recognize that to a certain extent, but I cannot sleep on the fact that you've been really making it happen on the production tip. Like, you've been working with artists like Kanye, The Game, Beyonce, 50 Cent. 
I mean, Talib, Kwali, the list goes on. You know, my thing is, how have you been able to go from the Strange Fruit Project days, that independent, underground, boom bap sound, uh, and that time frame to now getting placements with these major type of artists? Man, nobody but God, man. Um, uh, in, in, in addition to to him just putting me in the right places with the right people, uh, I would just say, man, just my uh, just my, my my grind period. You know, my, my work ethic. You know, I, I live in the studio. Uh, I'm always I'm always uh, looking for ways to learn and progress and and to really evolve as a musician and as a as a producer. You know, whether it's uh, listening to a lot of uh, genres, uh, different other music genres, and also just studying other um, producers and engineers sonically. And just like any 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 way I can learn and, and better myself in my field and in my craft and in my gift, you know, I'm always looking for ways to do that. And like I said, that comes from just being in the studio all the time and, right. and picking certain things up from others. So, um, so with that being said, you know, just really just being in the studio learning and uh, and really just going out there and getting it, man. I I, I remember uh, around 2008, like I told myself that, um, you know, people are not going to come to me. I need to go to them. So that's when I really, I really started to like put things in perspective and, and really, uh, you know, turn the cycle and really just, uh, get out more and, and, and what I was doing, I was doing like producer showcases and, and seminars. And at those places I was meeting, I was, uh, you know, extending my relationships with people, building relationships and networking. And in the process of doing that, I was still uh, doing like Strange Fruit stuff and then, right. you know, Little Brother and Romfest and that mm-hmm. stuff leads to other people hearing me work. And so it was just a collage of people coming to me and then me going to people as well. And, but I, I um, guess, my, my, not to cut you off, my question really is um, in regards to the professionalism uh, and, and and from a business perspective like mm-hmm. how you've how you've been able to get the networks to put you in a position to actually work with some of these bigger names you know what i mean because a lot of artists are not able to make the transition from a business perspective to be able to be that successful you know so i guess that's that's kind of what I, I'm, 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 I'm i'm i was trying to get get at um Man, I would just say it's just a, a, like everything didn't really come at once. Um, to some people, like from the outside, it looks like it, like yo, you work with you know Kanye and, right. and Jay Z and Beyonce, but it really was like it, it really was like a process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say basically through relationships and 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 just to just to give you an example of that, um, of course I was working with a little brother. Um, became a situation where they introduced me to Rhyme Fest because he needed some songs so I started working with Rhyme Fest okay um, I, I, I did a deed for Rhyme Fest uh, where it was a, just to make it real short it was a situation where he was at the end of his budget on his album uh, he wanted four joint, uh, four beats from me but he could only pay me for two so uh, you know I gave him the two beats and told him to pay me for the other two not not expecting anything in return and months later he's in the studio with Kanye 
Um, he gives me a call and like, yo, send me some beats over. I'm in the studio with Kanye. If I get the opportunity, you know, I'll try to play some stuff for him. You know, I can't guarantee anything. So I sent him some stuff and forgot about it. Two weeks later, you know, he calls me or he sends me a text. And uh, the text said, Kanye is loving your stuff. He says, about wow. to change your life. So, um, so the next day, I'm on a flight to Hawaii to work with Kanye. Look so, at that. The uh, next day. The next day. The yeah, next literally. day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, work with Kanye. Uh for um, you know on the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album mm-hmm. and um, I guess he really just just liked my vibe and uh, you know liked my energy in the studio and what I was contributing so while we was working on that album he told me about him and Jay possibly doing a collaborative album uh, you know going out to London and Australia to work on those albums uh, so I was like cool and, and out the blue one day he sends me an email like yo we, we me and Jay heading to London uh, this week, you know, can you come out with us? So it was a situation where I ended up going to London and Australia with him and Jay. While I was out there, Beyonce was there, you know, and that's when I met her. Just and, killing uh, two birds with one stone. I hear you, man. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. So, it, so really, every instance has been a matter of me just kind of connecting with somebody and right. and in that situation, them loving my work or extending an invitation to me. She told me. Uh, you know, it, it was a situation where I, while I was out there, she played me some of her joints, and um, she gave me a session of one of the joints to redo something on it, and I did it. She loved it, and she invited me. Was like, "Yo, I want to fly you out to New York, top of the year, to work on my album with me." So I was like, "Cool." January second, I get that call from her to come out. Wow. So I flew out there, worked with her. So. So that's kind of how, you know, all these things have kind of led to working with, you know, from Kanye to Jay to B to the Man, you must have been like, yeah. praise God. Because <laughs> yeah. To, to have, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, just to have that level of just opportunities coming at you rapidly yeah, like that, that yeah, must be a feeling that... um Man, I would love to experience that. I mean, that 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 is something, man. So, yeah, it mad was, props it was to you, really, homie. It was really crazy times, man. I was like, it was almost almost felt like a, a, a setup because <laughs> <laughs> everything was just falling right in place, and, and that just kind of gave me the confirmation that you know it's not nobody but God, man. I he gets all the credit for that because there's mm-hmm. no way I could have strategically placed everything like like it happened. <laughs> Now, how involved were you in the production of Best Thing I Never Had? Like, when I, I was listening to that earlier, and I was just like, damn, like, if you just, like, tune out of Beyonce's vocals and you listen to the production, that's some pretty superior production of that record, you know what I'm saying? Man, I, I, I appreciate that, man. It was a situation where um, when, I, when she flew me out um, to New York to work with her, you know, I actually had beats for her. But she was like, she's pretty much done recording. Uh, she just had some, she had some great songs that she loved. Right. But she didn't like the production on them. She loved mm. the songs, but she loved the production. So she passed me like five or six sessions to redo. And uh, best thing I never had happened to be one of the sessions. Wow. So, uh, you know, me me and one of my producers, Kayla McCampbell, you know, we, we got in and... Um, you know, she was in a room and we were in a room and uh, and we would just work we would just work on these sessions. We just had all her vocals 
you know, and we just built some stuff from scratch to the vocals that she had. And um, and she would just come in the room and, and listen to stuff, and then she'd throw some ideas, like, you know, try this, try this, and then she'd go back in her, her other room and work on her, her stuff. So it was, it was really crazy. So, so yeah, best thing I never had was uh, one of the, the records that stuck for the album. Right. And um, and then Shay Taylor, who was also there, you know, uh, doing some work with her, he... Uh, once me and Caleb, you know, we produced a joint. He came in and he did like some some post production stuff on it to, to fine tune it and, and things when we wasn't there, you know. So uh, so it all worked out. And what and what's crazy is like me personally, that wasn't even like my favorite record. I, I thought this, I thought a couple other records was gonna make her album that was super crazy to me. Word. But you know, I, I, I'm grateful that stuff that, that you actually produced that you contribute you you uh, you contributed to. Yeah, yeah, okay. we we did like we did like six songs, so we produced like six songs for Beyonce. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great so, to hear uh, that stuff. I, I don't know if it'll ever get released, but um, I don't know, uh, man. I, yeah. I wanted to. I'm, I'm I know. Have to, uh, but I, I, I need to ask her like, is she gonna use this or right, you know, right. or not? I can know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's what's so, yeah, up, we'll, man. We'll see, we'll that's see what with that stuff. right. That that's what's up, man. That's amazing, man. Um. What, what I want to ask you next, um, and, and you touched on it a little bit earlier, but this is uh, specifically regards to um, your creativity and your production approach. You've actually advanced to a level that most producers don't. You've made the transition from, as I was saying earlier, boom bap, underground, soulful sound, to now a bigger, hit-ready, mainstream-friendly sound without sounding corny and i i really want to emphasize without sounding corny because um <laughs> you know i i don't i don't want to come off sounding like just because it's mainstream or just because it's on the radio it's mm -hmm. uh it's dope you know what i'm saying you found a way to actually make the stuff sound really good and and, and of and of high quality you know i think of people like just blaze you know and 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 and, and dr dre or whoever's in his camp producing for him these days um i think of those people when i say oh a bigger sound you know so my thing is yeah, how, yeah my thing is how have you been able to make that tra transition in production sound uh man i think it's i think for the most part it was it, it was a natural progression uh because i was i was definitely i'm definitely rooted in hip-hop that's always the foundation Right. Uh, but, but like I was saying earlier, because I listen to, I have so many different influences as far as, uh, as far as music and sonics, you know, that I listen to and I learn from, you know, it was only, uh, uh, a, like I said, a natural progression for me to start incorporating other things within, you know, what I'm doing. So, uh, so I, I would say it, was, it for the most part, it was a natural progression, but at the at the same time, it's been like a, it's, it's always a struggle for me. And like people don't realize it. They think uh, a lot of my stuff like come natural. In, in certain ways, it does. But okay. um, I, I think I, I second guess a lot of myself a lot in the studio, uh, which I'm trying to uh, get better at, you know. Um, but, but at the same time, I'll have to look at it like maybe that second guessing is making the material a little better than what it would be. You know, if I didn't, right. So, um, so yeah, I, I would just say it's a natural progression. Just being able to, uh, you know, knowing how to use break beats and being put the right things on top of it to give it, you know, uh, 
a more commercial sound. So that kind of gives you the best of both worlds. The breakbeat is always going to represent that the dirty, grimy, right. you know, hip hop. And then you know, if you put the right right things on top of it, you know, you, mm-hmm. you can you can uh, blend it with some really nice textures that the commercial world can accept. Yes, yes, definitely. And you know, I always like to um uh, to express um this example uh. Uh, I, I, and I was telling another producer this with one of my earlier shows. Uh, I, I had a, I had an interview with DJ Premier for my TV show, and he you remember if you remember he he had produced a record for um, Christina Aguilera, and uh-huh. oh, yeah. he was able to like you that you you could still hear that Premier sound, but it was now accepted in the mainstream. That's kind of yeah. what I was trying to say with, with, with what you've been able to do. It's like, you can still hear the soulful sound, but it's just that it's, it's bigger, it's expanded, and it, it's, it's, more, um, it's more friendly to a, 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 a bigger mass of people, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. So that, that's yeah, actually yeah. a, that's a, that's a, um, that's a big advance in your career, because like I said, you don't find too many producers that are able to do that. Like I think of people like DJ Khalil, who's actually been able to do that as well, but not mm-hmm. too many have been able to advance to that level. So yeah, you're standing among some great, some some great producers, man. Man, I appreciate that, man. That 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 means a lot to hear people say that because uh, because like I say, like I, I deal with that. Um, I, I struggle with that sometimes, like just trying to trying to make trying to find that balance. Right, because like I say, my you know my music is is uh, a representation of me, and I never want to put anything out that doesn't sound like me, you know, but still be accepted by the masses. Right, right. So, um, so it's it's it's, a, it's still it's still a puzzle to me because I, I, me personally, I still don't really think I've figured it out. Like I've I've been, uh, I guess with the records that came out, you know, they've came across really well. But um, I'm trying to get to to be more efficient, where I can just lock in and do that all the time, like just <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, man, you 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 you're right on track, man. No 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 worries at all, man. You're right on track. But uh, man, what I want to do, yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, uh, what I want to do next is I want to go into an actual single um that uh that speaking about big records and big hits. Probably the biggest hit of, of yours is the actual Kanye West track, Power, uh, which um, uh, has gotten a lot of uh, buzz and a lot of critical acclaim with, uh, with his, with his uh, last album. Um, so um, why don't we go into that? This is actually produced by S1, Kanye West, Power, right here on Out The Box Radio. Um, Let's let's do it, man. Kanye West, Power, produced by S1, also known as Symbolic One. Let's go to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back to Out the Box Radio. Got my brother S1 on the line with us. You just heard the the the, the amazing Kanye West track, Power, produced by the one and only S1, who I have on the line with us today. Now we spoke a little bit earlier about Kanye. And uh, you actually going down um, Hawaii to work with him, um, mm-hmm. but I want to talk a little bit about this single that we just played, "Power." Um, how has the success of this single and and you working with Kanye helped to benefit your career? Uh, man, it basically changed my life. Uh, 
you know, being attached to a song and not even just a song, but an artist of that magnitude, like, um, you know, you, you, you have to get some type of uh, uh, notoriety from that, you know, because you're, you you're, you're, uh, it, it puts you in a, it, it presents you to, like I say, uh, 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 a lot more it, it, it puts you out there to the masses you know right. and it puts you in a whole different you know puts you in a whole different marketplace as far as like people that didn't know who I was originally you know you know from the independent records that I was doing you know when you're attached to a record with Kanye automatically you know you're gonna get some type of, of notoriety from that so it's, right. it's been great man it just opened up so many different uh, opportunities for me and my family and um, and even on the production end, like like because of that record, I'm able to work with this A artist, an A list artist, or this A list artist because of that record, because they're a fan of that record, or because they love that record, or because they see me working with Kanye. And this was the record that you actually got the Grammy for, right? Uh, yeah, it was for the. Uh, it was actually for the album. It was the, for album, the album, right, right. Yeah, album of the year, but it was it was definitely for that song being you know, on the album. Wow, look at that, man! Already got a Grammy up under your belt. That's that's what's yeah, up. man. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm sure your moms or your pops or whoever is close to you really really uh you know felt that one too, man. Yeah, man, they've been been excited the whole way. You know, they've always like they've been my biggest support system for my my parents and my right. my wife and my boys and my sister and grandmother and so on but uh but yeah they, they've been a, a super major support system in my career and in my life so that's definitely played a big part in my successes as well and uh and yeah they stay excited for me they they stay even more excited than i do uh but yeah i i feel great just seeing them you know excited and inspired by some of the things that i've been doing right now kanye uh being a producer himself um, and you actually working with him, what would you say were some things you learned from being around him in the studio or just exchanging communication with him about production? Uh, man, I've, I've actually learned a lot from Kanye, but I would say the biggest thing that I've learned is uh, being unselfish. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because, uh, you know, he'll, he'll bring people out and you know when he can produce an album his himself, you know pretty much. But he he knows how to draw the best from people. You know he'll 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 rent the whole studio out and have everybody in a room cranking out ideas. Right. And he knows what ideas to pull from what people, or he knows what individuals to get that has you know that uh, that has certain strengths in certain areas, and he knows how to use those certain strengths from people. Uh, you know, and like I say, when he can do it himself, but he choose, chooses to be all about the the music instead of about, you know, I did all of this. Right, you know? right, right. And that, I would that's, say that was the great. I say that's the greatest thing that I've learned from him because I, I've been in the studio with him so much, and I've seen, you know, firsthand him, uh, you know, go with, you know, e even even from a, a, a sense of. Uh, like when I did the power joint, uh, I remember being in the studio with him. And this is just this is just one example. But uh, me and him were talking, and he was telling me that uh, 
He was like, yo, uh, he was like, man, you, you, you use the same drums I use for crack music because you know it's the same break. Wow, okay. Um, he was like, yo, you use the same music I use for crack music. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I use the same same breakbeat drum. And he looked at me and he was like, but you did it better though. Oh, so wow, him, look at that. For him to like say something like that, him being who he is, yeah. you know, you know that, that, that means a lot. You know. So it, it shows a humble side of Kanye. Yeah, Although exactly. sometimes he gets the stigma for being a little cocky and stuff. Yeah, you, you got a chance exactly. to see some more of the humble Kanye. Yeah, that's right. That's what's so. up. That's what's up, man. Now, um, I wanna I wanna talk to you about your um, like what a what a regular work day is like for you. Are you still constantly shopping your music, or are you at the point now where? you can be comfortable in getting the features and getting the established uh, artists to work with you? Um, it's like a little bit of both. Mm. Um, it's, it's still people. When I realize that uh, when I'm able to build a relationship with an artist, such so as Kanye, Talib, uh, or Jay-Z, or Exhibit, you know, once I build that personal relationship, then it's, it's no longer shopping it's a matter of me sending them directly you know an idea mm -hmm. you know or, or like Kanye flying me up to New York to get in the studio with them or you know but uh, the people that who I haven't necessarily worked with yet you know then it's more of a submission type thing you know right. because I because I don't have that relationship with them yet you know mm -hmm. it's, it's a, you know trying to get on a certain album maybe through somebody you know, so so it's, it's like a little bit of both. No doubt. Now, this question I'm sure a lot of people want to know because I myself am very interested in it. Um, I I'm just curious to know when when can we expect an official project for you? I mean, a full, well put together album that can further solidify your status as an artist that people can experience. Um. I'm actually, uh, I've actually been kind of mentally uh, arranging things for an mm -hmm. album, like who I want, who I want to get on it, and all of that. But, um, but I would say, I would, I would say soon because okay. I have like so. My whole thing is I have like so much material, like hard drives and hard drives full of material, and a lot of it is just sitting there. Right. So, um, so yeah, I was actually just telling myself that you know I need to. Like put more stuff out, right. especially in today's today's industry. So, so yeah, that that's definitely in the works. I'm I'm, I'm gonna probably maybe like summertime I I'll knock it out. It, it, no doubt. Never know. Like I'm, I'm I have like quite a bit of things I'm working on right now, but maybe like summertime I'll get to doing that. And mm -hmm. uh, like I say, I'll, I'm, I've been kind of putting my list together as far as like my hit list of artists who I want on it. Right. And um, and yeah, I I, I think it will be. Um, I think it could be really dope because I have like some, I have like some joints that I've been like, you know, that I've been wanting some artists to jump on, some big right. artists, but it may it may not necessarily be their vision or their uh, direction or where they're trying to go. But I think like the music is incredible. You know, like oh, like I wish I, I can hear so and so rhyming on this. This would be right, incredible, right. but they may not see the same vision. So. Yeah, I may pull. I may pull all this stuff and just be like, "Yo, I'm gonna just use it for myself and get the art, what artists I want on it, and and do it that way." Yeah, you know, and the reason I asked the question to S1 is because I feel like you have so much going on for you, and I 
I personally would just want to hear something that's just a focused project, you know, like something that says, okay, this is, the, I don't care if it's a compilation of, 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 of artists that you work with or a instrumental project, but something that can, you can, you can say, okay, this is part of his uh, solidified catalog, something that yeah. leaves your stamp outside of just the mixtapes and the collection of stuff that you've done with artists, but just something that people can go to and say this was a project that S1 actually uh, produced and compiled from beginning to end, all involved. Yep, yep, that, that, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely what I want to do on a, on a more. I actually did that. Um, I had a, an album, but it was more. You know, it was still cool. It was a compilation album. Okay. Uh, called a Music Box. I released it back in 2006. Okay. Yeah, I think we just released it back in 2006. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to do basically that, but on a bigger scale. Right, right. And I mean, with so much changing, you know, from 2006 to now, like in, 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 yeah. in terms of your career too. I mean, I, I not to put the pressure on you, brother, because I'm, I'm all for artists taking their time and doing it when the time is right for them but it's definitely something i would want to see and i'm sure a lot of people like your fans would want to would want to see something like that too yeah yeah, yeah most yeah. definitely that, that's definitely in the works i, I feel like it's a um you know it's, it's a must to right. do that <laughs> well um uh before we um you know i, I figured this is another good time to actually take a music break um, I definitely want to talk to you uh, about a couple more things before we get out of here. But I want to go into this joint that I actually, I really like. And it, it actually shows a more of a R&B side uh, uh, to, to, to you and, and your diversity as well. So this song is um, uh, from uh, featuring Rhymefest and Fonte of the legendary Little Brother. The song is called Say What's Up. And of course, uh, S1 is on the production. So let's go into it. Uh, Rhyme Fest featuring Fonte is called Say What's Up, production by Symbolic One. Let's do it, Out the Box Radio. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are back to Out the Box Radio. Got my brother S1 on the line. You just heard Say What's Up featuring Rhyme Fest and Fonte. Man, I gotta say, S1, your your production style is, is really diverse, man. I, I just love the fact that. You can hit people from so many different angles. You do hip hop, you do the the soulful R and B thing, and 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 you do the 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 the, the big hit ready uh you know uh, music. So um I think uh people that have been checking for you they already know, but for people that's tuning in for the first time and finding out about you, uh, I think they 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 they'll uh, they'll be interested in checking out more of your stuff, you know. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. That's what's up, man. Now, uh, looking back on your career, um, all the way from the Strange Fruit Project uh, all the way up to now with your production uh, recently, what would you say uh, is the, the most uh, important thing that has kept you humble throughout all these years? Um, I would say... Uh I would say first of all, I would just say like my family and 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 uh, my friend, my close friends, mm-hmm. because they first of all they always have treated me the same. You know, they they of course they all excited for me or whatever, but it's never been a difference 
you know, when I started getting these placements, big placements, right. major placements, you know. Uh, so I would I would say that's one thing, and just always being I'm always with my family, I'm always around my family, and uh, you know, even though I have these records, or even though I'm, you know, I'm at this status or whatever, you know, people may think, you know, they're always gonna tell me what's right and what's wrong, what they feel is right and what's wrong, and I think that's very important, you that's know, as opposed to having as opposed to having people around you that will, you know, just tell you what you want to hear just because you got these records or whatever. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I would say that that's probably the main, uh, the main thing as far as staying humble. And it is just my personality. I've I've always been just kind of a low key dude, right? And uh, you know, uh, never really wanted just to be in the in the spotlight or limelight. Right, right. I'm just I'm just real content and grateful with just being able to, uh, like I say, just produce music and create, you know, and be able to uh, provide. You know, on on this level, but uh, but yeah, I would say it's just a collage of those two things. No doubt, no doubt. Well said, man. And uh, for people that may not be familiar with your stuff, um, uh, that you've been doing recently, where can they purchase or download a collection of your work just to get acquainted or keep updated with you? Uh, I would tell, just tell them to go to my. Uh, I have a site, symbolicone.com. Right. And that's that's spelled S Y M. B O L Y C O N E. So symbolicone.com, and you can go there, and uh, you can always get the most current information about what I have going on, projects I have coming out, or albums that I produced on uh, my discography, or you know if I'm going to be, uh, you know if I'm going to be speaking at certain schools or doing whatever. You know you can always find everything on that site. That has to that has to do with me or my career. No doubt. And, and speaking of uh, future projects and stuff like that, is there anything you care to tell us coming up, like features or stuff you got working on in the coming months or in the near future? Uh, yeah, I've been working on uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of things. Uh, first off, I would say the the Kanye album. He's working on his solo album, so I've been contributing some stuff to that. Dope. Uh, pretty strong so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that you know he always pushes the envelope right you know with his, with his material uh, Lupe I've been working with, with Lupe uh, quite a bit a, a okay. whole lot right so uh, working with Lupe on some stuff uh, Royce the 5'9 I'm actually executive producing his uh, his solo album wow that's so, dope yeah so we've been we've been working on a lot of things together uh and then, and then, like Stiley, I've been working with Stiley, um, Skylar Gray. I've been working with her. Um, I'm about to start working with Slaughterhouse. They're about to go in for their new album. Wow! Um, that. And, and then it's actually this new artist by the name of Roy English. Um, you know, uh, he actually just left today, but he was he was down here for a week and a half. But um, you know, big things for him, like me and me and my producer Caleb. You know, we're kind of overseeing his album. He's a new talent that just got signed. I can't really say the label now; they hadn't announced it. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to, to that stuff. It's on some just some next level type stuff. So, wow. looking forward to that. 
And then, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of other things. Of course, like I, I was telling you, Strange Fruit, mm-hmm. uh, Ray, Raekwon. I got a, I got a joint on Raekwon's album and Ryan Leslie, his new album. Right. Uh, so yeah, just a, a lot of different things, and I'm, I'm, you know, just trying to work and and uh, expand to other artists and other genres and, and certain things. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever opportunity presents itself, I'm trying to make sure I'm prepared to take full advantage of it no doubt where, where do you see your future as a production as a producer just looking at the whole perspective as a producer oh, man i just want to get to a point where um uh to where um i have multiple songs in multiple genres out at the same time mm. You know, I'm trying to get to that that point, you know. And it's really just a matter of once people, I think once, you know, the masses uh, catch on to a certain sound that comes out, maybe if it's, a, uh, you know, a single for somebody that comes out and the sound is, is really unique. And I think people will gravitate towards that. So I'm just trying to, you know, trying to do some trial and error and, and try some certain things that, you know, trying to just push the envelope a little bit and until something really, really catches. And I, I think that will be the turning point as opposed to, to excelling to having multiple songs in multiple genres at the at simultaneous. No doubt. Well, you're definitely well on your way, man. I can see the success growing. So um, with that note, um, I want to thank you again for being on the line with us and spending the time here with us at Out The Box Radio. Man, uh, I appreciate you having me, man. It, it was a definitely a pleasure, man. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of your fans and people uh, that, that check for for our show uh, are going to be uh, interested in, 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 the, in, the, in the convo. Uh, so uh, before we get out of here, why don't you give uh, the people uh, like your, your website info again and your Twitter and Facebook pages where people can uh, keep keep up with you? Okay, yeah. Uh, once again, the site is symbolic1.com. I spell symbolic, S-Y-M-B-O-L-Y-C O-N-E. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. That's just at symbolic1, spelled the same way. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what's up. And people, remember you can check us out at uh, outtheboxmedia.com That's www.outtheboxmedia.com um, you can you can check out our TV shows, Out the Box TV as well, um, on the website, uh, and you can hit us hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at Out the Box TV. So there you have it, my brother Symbolic One on the line. Thank you again yeah, yeah. for being here with us. We're gonna go out with the last song. I'm gonna have my brother Symbolic One go out and uh, introduce it, and just maybe just give a little insight on this track uh, featuring Talib Kweli. Uh, so. You go, you go ahead, man. Let, let us let us let us know what the last track is before we get out of here. Yes, sir. Yeah, check it out, y'all. This joint right here is called Congregation Talib Kweli, featuring Black Dog Absol, produced by none other than your man S One. Also, my also produced by my man Jay Rhodes. You know, big ups to Jay Rhodes. And uh, and yeah, check this check this joint out, man. It's on Talib's uh, Attack the Block mixtape. And it's been getting some some really nice buzz. So y'all check it out right here. Yes, there sir. it is. There it is. S1 Krill Out the Box Radio. Peace. <laughs>